I've never seen the sunsets glow or seen an eagle fly. I've never seen the Eiffel Tower or known the reason why my friends, I have, take such delight in gazing at the sky or gazing at a far off view from top of mountain high. But I've heard the sound of birds and heard a church bell ring. I heard the sound a lion makes and heard a robin sing. I've heard the sound of sadness and the sound of happiness and the sound of cheerful laughter will never cease to bless. But none of us needs sight or sound or taste, hearing or smell to see our King in heaven and to know he loves us well. And whenever we're in darkness or we're lonely or in fear, we'll see the light and hear a voice say, don't worry, I'm here. Now this short address is titled, Made in God's Image. Psalm 139 has inspired many. From verse 13, the psalmist reflects on how he has been fearfully and wonderfully made, and also that he has, made, made, has been made for a purpose and calling. We too are formed in the image of God. God is perfect, but the image may not be. None of us is perfectly formed. What we are is beautiful in the eyes of God and each, has, each of us precious in his sight. In John 9, not only is this a beautifully told story, but it is cleverly crafted. The issue of sin and sickness. Who sinned, the man or his parents, that he was born blind? This is an issue in scripture and even in present society. Many Jews of the time linked sickness with sin. Here Jesus says that neither the man nor his parents were responsible for his blindness. He was born blind so that the works of God could be displayed in him. Jesus could use this situation of disability to manifest his glory. Jesus is the light of the world. There are seven sayings of the kind Jesus is, and in some cases they are linked to particular incidents. While in the world, Jesus is the light of the world, and there is one way in which he can illustrate this by bringing light to one who only has only ever known darkness. Where the other gospel writers speak of miracles, John speaks of signs, the sign points to Jesus as the light of the world. This sign is also accompanied by a physical act, in this case saliva and sand, an interaction of humanity and nature. It also requires action from the man himself, common in healings in both Old and New Testaments. The growth of faith in a man under pressure from authorities this is developed in detail. He is questioned by onlookers and then by the Pharisees. He begins by knowing that the act was performed by a man called Jesus, but he had no idea where this Jesus has gone. 
Next, he appears before the Pharisees who were offended because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. The healed man now says Jesus is a prophet. They summon the parents who passed the buck as they did not want to be involved. The Pharisees summon him again. The man cheekily asked the Pharisees if they wanted to be his disciples, acknowledging that this prophet also had a following. He also says that God listens to the godly person who does his will, and if he were not from God, he could do nothing. After the Pharisees have thrown him out, Jesus goes to find him. He wants to believe in the Son of Man, and when Jesus proclaimed that he was the Son of Man, the man says he believes and worships him. He has grown in faith to acknowledge Jesus as the Son of Man. Physical and spiritual blindness. This is clearly noted by Jesus. Jesus said he had come into the world for judgment so that the blind will see and those who see will become blind. The blind man was physically healed, but the Pharisees had become blind. Some Pharisees had asked, are we blind too? Jesus' response was, was that they had sinned and in claiming to be able to see, their guilt remained. Their spiritual sight was clouded by their legalistic Sabbath interpretations, and when put to the test, they had become blind. The unique physical healing of a blind man also holds a spiritual meaning. We are all, in a sense, born blind, and need to gain sight in putting our trust in the Son of Man and following him. Exclusions of those with disabilities. The man born blind had begun to win an argument against the Pharisees through his experience of healing and with clear logic. The outwitted Pharisees resorted to the authority and power and they threw him out claiming he was born in sin and had no right to lecture them. In their eyes, the man was blind because of sin and was not worthy of being heard. Sadly, in society, sometimes even in church, those with disabilities, including blindness, can suffer exclusion, or even if included, not have their contribution and gifts acknowledged. The theme for Sight Loss Friendly Church this year is made in God's image. Other than Jesus, no person perfectly reflects the image of God. None of us are perfect, even if we see, seem free from physical disabilities. At least for the present, we are always emotionally, psychologically and spiritually short of perfection. As we have seen, there are those who are physically blind and those who are spiritually blind. It is only when we yield ourselves fully to Christ and ask him to enter our lives and make and renew us in the power of the Holy Spirit that we may more perfectly reflect the image of God. For we would like others to see in and through us, looking beyond ourselves and our own imperfection. In the words of Psalm 115, not unto us, O Lord, 
not unto us, but to your name be the glory. Amen.